In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. This is a sermon about the Ten Commandments and why they are so important. I feel the need to tell you that at the outset because it starts with a story about a vole. Yes, you heard me right, a vole, the small rodent that burrows under your yard, making those strange tunnels that appear above ground. The other day we were doing some yard work in our backyard, preparing for spring, when we came upon a little vole. He had popped out from his usual underground habitat, and you could tell almost immediately that something was wrong. He was frantically trying to get back down underground, but he seemed to have injured his right front paw and therefore couldn't dig, which only made him more frantic and sent him spinning in circles. And this left us with the conundrum of what to do for this little helpless creature. On the one hand, our hearts broke for it. We wanted to help, but how? We were not exactly set up to house a vole and nurse it back to health, if health was even possible. And if we did so, it crossed my mind that we might be interrupting the natural course of events, which dictated that the weak and vulnerable voles become easy prey for the hawks and falcons that fly nearby. Don't they need to eat? If this was the natural course of events, then Who was I to interrupt that? Or perhaps the merciful thing to do would be to put the animal out of its misery, rather than let it spend whatever time it had left in pain and distress and eventual violent death. So unexpectedly, in the middle of our backyard on a sunny Saturday morning, we had run right into an ongoing ecological drama. And it was unclear what role was ours to play. This conundrum was on my mind this week, when I just so happened to pick up the latest issue from the Christian literary journal Plough Quarterly, which had dedicated the entirety of its latest publication to wrestling with what they titled the riddle of nature. To summarize one of the main articles, on the one hand, We recognize that nature is a place of deep wonder and fascination, an inspiring source of transcendent beauty and mind-blowing complexity. Its magnificence can be felt in the, the immensity of the stars and the sea, or in the smallest arrangement of petals on a spring flower, or the speed of a hummingbird's wings. The natural world is wondrous, it is glorious, and it has been for many people for millennia one of the primary ways to experience the awesomeness of the Almighty. Just look at those soaring opening verses of Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. But on the other hand, to equate Nature and God can be problematic because the beauty which the natural world possesses was produced by certain laws of nature which are, to put it bluntly, brutal. 
as we have come to understand her processes, we have learned that the natural world requires creatures to do whatever is necessary to survive, to ensure that their genes and their traits are passed on to as many offsprings as possible that only the strongest and best adapted will win out, we now understand to be the way of the natural world. The weak, the vulnerable, the maladapted are left behind and overrun. Competition and domination are the name of the game. Propagation and proliferation are the goals. And this leads to some behavior we humans may find Horrid. Think of fights to the death on the plains of Africa for mates or territory. Think of those sea turtles laying all those eggs and then just abandoning them to hatch and fend for themselves. Think of the cowbird which pushes other birds' eggs out of the nest before laying its own only to have the first bird come back and brood over them unknowingly. Think of a pitcher plant, which lures its victims in with sweet nectar only to drown them in the ambrosia so they can be consumed. Think of a virus that continues to evolve to be more and more contagious, piling up bodies along the way. Or think of that injured vulp just waiting to be scooped up and ripped apart by the razor beak of a passing hawk. The laws of nature that govern this beautiful world are monstrous. Red and tooth and claw, as the saying goes. But to say such things are monstrous is to ask the natural world to apply moral codes of conduct which they have no idea exist. And this is where we come to the riddle of how we, as human beings, exist as both inescapably part of nature, subject to the requisite biological impulses to propagate and dominate, and yet also we are somehow different from it. And what makes us different from the rest of the natural world is our level of consciousness. And it is our consciousness that gives us the ability to reason morally and ethically, allows us to ask how we should live. And that is the question that the Ten Commandments are made to answer. They are the fundamental rules that we have received as the law of God as distinguished from the law of nature, and they are very clearly not the same thing. In fact, the law of God as delivered through Moses and fulfilled even more completely in Jesus Christ is radically different, in fact, almost completely opposite what nature is biologically driven to do. Care for the weak, the lame, the vulnerable. Sacrifice yourself. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you? Judged by the law of nature, this is foolishness. You might even say it's unnatural. 
You only need to watch one episode of planet Earth to see that most of the natural world has zero compunction about lying and cheating and killing and stealing and coveting. And we do not fault them, because they are only doing what comes naturally. Unfortunately, we have an example from not-too-distant history of what can happen when human beings seek to live exclusively by the law of nature. In the 1930s, the Nazis co-opted the law of nature to their own atrocious ends. The main lesson they took from the natural world, as scientifically accurate as it was, is that the world is a place of systematic cruelty, the domination of the weak by the strong, the elimination of the unfit, a merciless competition for survival. In one of their propaganda films that promoted their system of eugenics and sterilization, they interspersed scenes of fighting stags and monkeys and boars with messages that said things like, only the best genes are passed on. What is weak or unfit for life must succumb to the strong. Nature allows only the best life forces to survive. These twisted souls had found in nature the excuse, the mandate even, to dominate and destroy. And as a result of following this law of nature, we ended up with one of the most inhuman regimes known to the modern world. And this is why the Ten Commandments are so important. Because they ask us to play by a different set of rules. Rules that help us to transcend our biology to be better than a bundle of genes seeking to propagate themselves. The law of God is meant to help us be more than the animal that we are. But I would go further and say that the law of God does not just protect us from the excesses and atrocities of our biological drives. But by offering us this radically different way to live, it also promises that that life, that life of following those commandments, as foolish and unnatural as they seem, is actually closer to the true nature of God. The one to whom the natural world testifies, but who was revealed most fully in the person of Jesus Christ. The one who lived these commandments and then some in order to show us the heart of the Father. In following the law of the Lord, we become more like Him. And this will lead to a life that is even better than our biology alone ever could deliver. One that is closer to God and the reality that God hopes for us to have. For there is more to existence than being alive. The quality and the character of that life matter more than anything. And the key 
to understanding and unlocking our truest power comes from doing the opposite of what ourselves tell us to do. This is the great paradox of our faith, the wisdom of the world confounded by the wisdom of God. But viewed in this way, the Ten Commandments are not then a heavy list of scolds, but a way to better understand and inhabit the true nature of the divine. Because they give us the choice and the chance to live in a way that makes us better than we would otherwise want to be. And promises that in so doing, we might become a new creation, even more fully exhibiting the qualities and character of our Creator. I'm sure you're all wondering what happened to that little vole. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Because I'm not interested in all the emails I'd get telling me I should have done something different. So it shall remain between me and God. But I will say this. I think we found a solution that respected the laws of nature while abiding by the laws of God. And I'm pretty sure, pretty sure, we didn't break any of the Ten Commandments. Amen.